welcome everyone to another episode of Out of Character. This is Jupiter Sanders, and today we're going to talk about an unfortunate aspect of gaming, the yeeting of a player. And for all of you older gamers that don't know what this yeeting is, this is when we have to unfortunately kick somebody from the game, whether as the GM or just as a collective table, when we need to remove an individual from the group due to whatever various reason we have. Many of us have undergone this event or have seen it or have heard about it. We've all, we all know about the yeeting. And today I have two people, well, three, but two people in a, in a weird twist of fate, both reached out to me on the same day saying that they have recently experienced this whole thing about having to remove a player from the game. And I thought, well, this is fortuitous and I'm going to capitalize on their unfortunate circumstances because that's what I do. So I have Ash who runs a table game with friends who recently had to eat a player. And as we all know, Ash is a character in the Without a Net Call of Cthulhu podcast. So welcome Ash and thank you for coming to discuss this aspect of gaming. Hello, thank you for having me. You're welcome. And Soup, the creator of Nazaria who also has undergone this terrible thing, but this was in direct relation to his table that produces Nazaria. Welcome. Hello, nice to meet you. And Soup brought Barkley. Barkley voices Thimbus on Nazaria, and Barkley um, is going to give us the, the player perspective because Ash and Soup are going to give us the perspective of a GM and I hope Barkley can speak a little bit. He's going to speak for the player side of this. So not a lot of burden, but welcome, Barkley. Hi there. Thank you for having me. So as I stated, yeeting a player is when we have to remove somebody from the game. So let's talk about the reasons a player needs to be removed from a game. And this will kind of go in. We'll see at which one of these things is, is your specific reason for removing your players. So I came up with a short list, a really short list, because I'm like, what are the reasons to to get rid of a player? And I would, I, I'm thinking, basically they're they're rude or they're they're creepy. They're the guy, they're the player that hits on the other players in a weird, creepy way. They have irregular attendance. They're never, they're not reliable, and it's just you know stymies gameplay. When they play, they have uh, bad etiquette. They're distracted. They're not really engaged in the game which again would impede game. And then I think the biggest one is play style. Their play style just doesn't mesh with the game as a whole, with the group and how they, they do it, how the group likes to play the game, how they uh, interpret the world. And it, they just are a, a square peg fitting in, the, in a round hole when it comes to fitting in at the table. So Ash, when you yeeted your player recently, was it for any of these reasons or was it for something completely different? It was for a mix of reasons. I believe the playstyle uh, is probably the biggest one. The playstyle essentially caused a lot of arguments between myself and the player, out of character, in character, things like that. And it just got to a point where it became very obvious that things weren't working out. And it was actually a mutual understanding. We both sort of at the same time figured out, like, you know, this isn't working out. So we decided to mutually step away. And it, of all the times where I've had to deal with the situation, this was probably one of the best as far as how things 
turned out at the end. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into what that conversation's like a little bit later when you have to do the yeeting. But you you feel it was like the same thing. Like play style is probably the biggest. Do you agree that play style is the biggest reason? Or do you think something else is the biggest reason a player gets removed from a game? In my experience, it's the one that comes up the most. I listed a few examples of players behaving inappropriately, players being distracted, things like that. I've encountered that far less than I've encountered a player whose play style, or have, having been a player, whose play style uh, just doesn't mesh with what the rest of the group wants. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Soup, your situation, again, was in direct relation to the table that actually produces the AP scripted hybrid drama of Nazaria. So did your yeeting fall into one of these things or was it something completely different? It was a hodgepodge of like a thousand different things. But the main reason is that they wouldn't play nice with the others and they wouldn't adapt. And they, well, they just, they just impede progress. Okay. And um, Barkley, have you ever been removed from a game yourself? Uh, luckily, I have not been. But you have seen this happen in games, obviously, with Nazaria you have, but have you seen it happen in any other game? This was only the second time I've ever seen it happen. Wow, good. That's, that's I mean, for something that I think we hear about often, to have it only experienced it twice is is good. I know myself, I've never... I don't think I've ever yeeted a player, and I've never been yeeted or yoked. Ash, have you ever been asked to leave a game? I think only once. It was another situation where the game that I wanted to play and the game that everybody else wanted to play was just two different. It was, well, it was the the one that we spoke of previously where uh, I, I wanted to play a completely different character. Okay. So did you then remove yourself, or did the table say, hey, it's not working? The GM told me that I couldn't keep playing the way that I was playing. And after I was told that, I said, I'm going to. I, I was just going to step away. Just because, and I was very upfront with him. You know, I'm not having fun doing this. You know, mm-hmm. it's what was happening for that session and a half ish that we were playing was basically me just trying to personally hurt my GM as much as I could as a player, which just as a public service announcement to everyone. Don't ever do that. It's not a good idea. Oh, yeah, that is, we're going to come, well, circle back around to that. Uh, Soup, have you ever been asked to leave a game? I have never been asked to leave a game, but on multiple occasions, they were like, hey, we're not feeling this. How about you be a player and somebody else GMs? Oh, so you've been, so the players yeeted you from the GM spot? Kind of. Um, not, not really that much bad blood because I'm, we're, I'm still friends with all of these people, but it was like one of those things where you've read the Nazaria scripts. It's a pretty serious game. Uh-huh. Well, their characters were a communist dwarf named Hammer, a mute Goliath also named Hammer, who changed it to Mallet so we wouldn't get confused, and a oh, African barbarian that couldn't speak any discernible language and i was like well i really want to play i really want to want to dm nazaria so i guess i'll make it work and 
I wasn't really having fun, and they were just like, hey, do you want to play a less serious campaign? And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's play a less serious campaign. <laughs> and uh, quite a few times, it's just we hadn't played in like two months, and they were like, hey, let's just do Christian's new campaign. You can bleep out his name, but I don't think he care, <laughs> you know, <laughs> friend of mine. But yeah, just most of the time, it was just faded away. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've, I've never been like, hey, we're not having fun, or you're a bad player, or something like that. Leave. It's just been, hey, want to do something a little different. All right. So, and and we have several people listening as we're recording here. And uh, Oz from Without a Net says he wonders how many games dissolve rather than people having the hard conversation to reject the player. So for the two of you, or really Barkley, for anybody here, did you guys have the hard conversation with the player before you yeeted them from the game? And if so... How long did it take for you to get to the point where from you recognized this conversation was going to have to happen? How much time went by before you actually had the conversation? It was not a clean conversation. It was two messages and then a ban on everybody's social media. You know, stop talking to them. Mm -hmm. You know, just completely really nasty. And it took us over a year to get to that point. But two months of like trying to compromise before it finally happened. So you recognized over a year ago that this is an issue. You had red flags on this player from the get-go, correct? I think that's safe to say. More red flags than 1930s Berlin. (laughs) You had red flags from the beginning, from the inception of this table, you had red flags. You knew this was a problem, but you tried as a GM to work through it. And then about two months ago, things started peaking or, you know, reaching that critical mass and you instead you still tried to save it and you were trying to compromise is that fair i had a different compromise every week you can ask barkley he's doing something different every week to try and salvage it until finally it just hit that peak point and it blew up in in a in a matter of of a day or like really like an hour yeah within an hour you know within an hour and it just blew up And again, without getting into way too much detail about it, but this was not just something that affected your table or your game. This has actually gone outside of the game, outside of the table, and affected the real world for you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, in a potential way. Yeah. Yes, yes. We've discussed it, and it is pretty big. And again, I don't want to get into Soup's personal life. I don't want to get into all of that. So we'll we'll leave it there. If you guys really need to know the dirt, you can pry it out of him. Ash, how long before you started to realize there's an issue to you actually had the conversation to remove the player? In this most recent incident? Uh-huh. About six months. Wow. Since the game began there were small issues here and there it usually just amounted to disagreements whether that be within rules then how the story was being told the setting itself just minor frustrations that built up and built up and built up and i i do want to say this this was probably the most positive experience that i've had with something like this and that regardless of how many of these little arguments took place we usually ended up in a fairly good place afterwards it was just at this most recent one, we kind of realized, okay, every time we have a game, there is an argument, there is a disagreement, there is some sort of issue, and it's always about something different, but it all ties back into the same thing of we are trying to play two different games. 
So this most recent one, you know, tried talking about it, working it out, but it got to the point where it's like, you know what, this keeps happening and it's not fun for either of us. So let's just go ahead and split. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Barkley on the Nazaria table, like Soup just said, this was like a year. This was from the beginning of the table. This, this has been happening and over two months it got worse. As a player at that table, did you see the same did you see red flags? Did you see issues? And, and as a player, what did you do with that information? Did you just keep it to yourself or did you talk to the GM? Uh, whenever the red flag started to get noticeable for me was more more in that past two months, whenever they became bigger problems. Whenever I started to notice them, I, I reached out to the DM, Anthony, and also talked to the actual player. And it just never it never sorted itself out and just sort of grew, kept growing and growing and growing. Mm -hmm. How do you think it affected the, t the other players and yourself? Did, did it, does it stifle your role playing? Does it make you feel uncomfortable? It, does it make you angry? Or were you just like, that's his deal. That's their problem. I'm just going to do what I'm doing. At first it mainly just added stress, but after, after it just kept rising and like after it kept escalating, it started to affect everyone's play style. It started to slow everyone down and it really took away from the experience of actually playing. How did it affect your play style? There'd be longer times between sessions. So it wouldn't be, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't have good enough memory to remember what happened beforehand. Mm -hmm. And it also, a key element of how we started to play kept coming into question and kept trying to be removed. Yeah, removed, I guess. Mm -hmm. Didn't like something we had adapted and just decided, said, hey, I want it gone. So as you touched on something, I said I was going to circle back around to it. And it was that you, as a player, were trying to do things to antagonize your GM, poke him. Mm -hmm. why, why, as a player, why were you, if you were in a bad situation... Why do that? Why not just save yourself the aggravation and walk away? What was the reason as a player to want to poke your GM? The reason at the time was because I was young and stupid. <laughs> That's it. Uh, that is what it boils down to. This guy that I had confrontation with, like I said, he was one of my closest friends in real life. And he was one of the guys who helped get me into playing games and all this stuff. And whenever we started this game up, and the whole situation about this character that I wanted to play came up, I took it very personally that he was disallowing me from playing the character that I wanted to play. And I was doubly annoyed by his insistence that I play a character that I just absolutely didn't want to play. So instead of doing the smart and healthy thing and just saying, you know what, I'm not going to play in this game, I decided to make a character that was designed to mess with his game. My thought process was because he didn't want to allow me to play the character that I wanted because he believed that character to be overpowered. I was going to create a truly overpowered character and I'm using finger quotes right now, show him what that actually meant. Again, that is a bad decision. I shouldn't have done that. We're fine. Like, I, you know, he and I are, are fine. But at the time it, it caused a big fight and, you know, it, it, it was not worth it than having a fun story that I get to tell now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can laugh about it now, but at the time it, it, it wasn't sucked. good. And it was it a bad. bad reaction. As a player, it was a bad reaction to a situation. It and was. again, like, we, we all do this. We, we've, you know, we all do this. And sometimes I think at a, 
at a table game, it's you're in a relationship with these other people, with the GM, with the other players. You're, you're in an out of character relationship. You're in an in character relationship. It, it's it, there's a lot of levels to it, right? Do you think some players, because there's this phenomenon in other relationships, especially in, you know, like dating relationships and that, where one person is unhappy, but they don't want to be that bad guy that dumps the other person. So they act out in ways to force the other person to be the bad guy and dump them. Do you think that happens at the table? Do you think players do things to provoke it so they do get kicked out? That way they're not the bad guy or do you think GMs put players in bad situations to try to force them to want to leave so they don't have to have the conversation? The one that got kicked tried to do that to our new our new player. You know, every problem he had was because of new player. And we were like, we've been having these problems since the beginning, but we'll try to make a compromise. And then we did, and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Barkley, have you ever provoked other players or a GM to... Have you ever like done things to provoke another player to see if you can get them to leave because you just didn't like them at the table? With this past player that we kicked out, I was actually the one who came up with the ultimatum to where they either left or worked with us. Oh. I was the one who got the blame, but he was the one who came up with it. So, all right. So that moves into how do you have that conversation with the player? How do you how do you talk and have the conversation with the player to say, hey, this isn't working out. You got to go. So Barkley, you're the one that finally said as a player, we're done. This is the ultimatum, but you didn't deliver it. You asked Soup to deliver it or did you deliver it? I, I volunteered. Yeah. Oh, good on you. So you volunteered to give this ultimatum to this player. And you tried to have a conversation like, look, it's this or that. Do you regret doing an ultimatum or do you feel like maybe you should have just told them look as a table we're not happy with things and we think if you go you're because you're not a good fit or because what if the ultimatum what if he decided to go the other way then what we would have been fine we, we had made a ton of compromises with him and or at least i would have been because we had made so many compromises with him like you know we weren't actually doing what we were originally doing so i was like Look, we're either going to do it this way, the way that you said you wanted it to be done, or you've got to, you're getting out. And we even said, like, we think it would be better if you left because your big thing about not being able to play is because you have too many responsibilities. But we were like, hey, we can do another game on a day that you're available, but we can't do this. We cannot do Nazaria waiting two months at a time to play. Mm hmm. So you gave the ultimatum, but you did kind of push him towards one side of it being the leave. It was more the player started to lean towards that side himself. And I feel like he was just waiting for for the option to finally come up to take it. And then he didn't react the way we thought. (laughs) Yeah, he he started to grow further and further away from the actual game. And it seemed like they were just waiting for a way out. And whenever... Whenever that way was finally given, it blew up in a way we weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't talk to the group. He talked to individuals. All right. So that makes something else. So, Ash, as a GM, did the conversation, did you have the conversation about, you know, hey, this isn't a good fit. And your player going, yeah, I agree. Let's just mutually break up. Was that a private conversation or did you have it with the entire group watching or a group chat? 
it happened in the group chat in front of everybody. And in fact, it was the player's idea to extricate himself. Mm -hmm. Or at least he brought it up first. This was sort of a thing that happened a few times, usually whenever we would have these altercations. Sometimes he would say, like, maybe, you know, I should play a different character, maybe we shouldn't play blah, blah, blah. And I would usually say, like, you know, look, we've resolved this issue, you know, we've come to an agreement. As long as we've got that, then we're good. But this time, you know, it came up again, and it was really the... We, we got to the core of the issue, and we got to the core of the issue in that group chat, where I, I was having a conversation with all of them, and it was about all of their behavior but a lot of it was the behavior of this player and through that we sort of went back and forth and we decided that it would be best if we if we ended this particular part of the relationship which this might this is kind of like a little caveat to it the player still plays in the game it's a mixture of a campaign between text and voice-based games the player is only participating in voice games now because for whatever reason we get long time there it's just the text-based play-by-post games that we are not uh, interacting with one another anymore. There's a, a disconnect there in the in the play-by-post aspect, but not in the voice. I believe my theory about it, and we discussed this whenever we have the conversation, is that whenever you're playing in a voice game, you don't really have time, especially if you're the kind of person who's considerate of others, which all of us in this game are. Where, you know, okay, I'm playing in a voice game, we've only got, you know, two, three, maybe four hours to play. I'm not going to get hung up on this thing and argue about it. Whereas in a play-by-post or a text game, I've got days to argue about shit. Mm -hmm. And I think that format facilitated the disagreements more. Whereas whenever we would play in voice games, things usually would go fine. That's interesting. So there are many ways to heat a player out of a, out of a game. There's the worst way possible, which is just ghosting him. You all just leave, go to another server, build a new Roll20 table, and he just they just don't know that you did it, which I've actually heard some people have done to players. I've talked to players who have said, yeah, they just, one day, there's just nobody there. Like, the server's gone, the, the table's gone, everything's gone. But they still knew that the game was going on. It just was going on somewhere else without them. So they had no... Like, nobody told them the reason why, and that person obviously incredibly angry and hurt to a certain extent, which I'm sure we can all understand as a reasonable reaction. Then there's the um, the GM has the private conversation and just says, hey, it's it's not your, your deal. But then there's, I think the best way is what you did, Ash, with a table... A table discussion. The entire group is there. Now, it may be the GM that facilitates the discussion, but I think everybody should be there. And in Soup's case, that one player, there was no group conversation. It was he only wanted to talk to individuals, so I assume it's so he could control the conversation more. Or maybe he just, in a group setting, would feel outnumbered and ganged up on. What do you think, Soup? We did a group session. You did a group session where you booted him out? Okay. He isolated people. He, he would, isolated them. Okay. He mm -hmm. would, I would give him so many options. Like he would be complaining and I'll be like, dude, you can, because we gave, we told him like, dude, this is me and Barkley call them and stuff and talk to him. We were like, dude, this is how it is. You know, we, we're not, we can't do this anymore. And he would beg and guilt trip and talk about how it's just not right how we're playing and he'd make me feel so bad, I'd be like, okay, fine, we'll try something new. I don't know what he did to Bark. He'd mainly just list his problems with 
how we were playing to me and asked me to talk to you about it. Try to get you on a side. We did a ton of compromises all the time. We had at least three major reworks of how we played over the course of probably not even a month. I say uh, three, three massive reworks, a ton of little tweaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for a, for a podcast situation where you have a group and you start recording and like you said, you've, you've been going for a year on this. It's a lot harder to have to remove a player from the game because it has a, a big ripple effect throughout the whole thing, unless you can have a nice clean PC death that works. But if there's any animosity, it can have other issues in the, in the podcast. And I, part of me thinks that's gotta be a lot harder to deal with. But then in Ash's situation where it's a group of friends, having to have that hard conversation with your friend going, Hey, you're not a good fit for us. We're going to ask you to go also has to be hard. But then I guess on a podcast where you're all still friends and see each other and interact with each other outside of the game often, I think that's an extra layer of difficulty to the whole situation. Yeah. You can ask any of my players. I was nervous to the point of sickness for like the week until it all came up because I was like, I've got to choose between one player and three players. And it's an easy decision, but like this is going to ripple and be back because blank who had to get kicked is probably the least mature out of our group. Mm -hmm. could not comprehend not getting his way. So do you regret having a podcast then built with people you know and are close with in real life? Do you think if you had gotten people that you didn't have a friendship with, but people that you could just be friendly with would be, would have been better? Or are you happy with what you did regardless of what's happened now? I'm trying to say this as nicely as I can. I regret having him involved. Okay. Bimbis, Elin, Bonavir, almost all of my voice actors, I love their characters. I love their performances. I love, you know, spending the time with them recording. I love talking to them about stuff. I like hanging out with them and having them involved in this project. It's just this one who I knew pretty much from the start was probably going to bring problems in. So, and this is, we're going to get into this really, it's it's a really unfortunate aspect of the game. But as a GM, and especially as a, a podcast creator, I feel it's your duty to recognize these red flags and to do things to fix them since they can impact your product. And you did recognize the flag. What kept you from going earlier on, like in month one, when you when the first two, three flags popped up, what kept you from going, you know what, it's not going to work, by The fact that no one had played this campaign in the seven years I had been working on it, and I was so desperate to have a group that I just kind of looked over it. I wanted, I wanted to have that group so bad that I let, I even let him change a major aspect of my world for his backstory that I did not want changed because I was so desperate. And since then we've learned the adage to be true, no game better than bad game. Yep. But a, a lot of people do that though. A lot of people will suffer 
will suffer horrible things in games from other players, from their GM, just out of that desperate desire to play the game. And that's that's a really that's a I I would guess a, a really bad face to be in. Yeah. You know what the fun is? Me and Blank mm-hmm. knew each other, hang out hung out before, knew each other for years before this, and it ended badly and bloodily and all that. Me and Barkley hung out maybe what one time outside of school the whole time that we were in high school and i was out of high school for what two years yeah i was out of high school for two years and i was like i'm not sure about barkley i don't know him he is the most helpful with this podcast i could ever ask for it's it's so ironic huh ash you had something you wanted to to add to this i was just going to agree that yeah the whole I just want this to work so badly is very real. It's been real for me many times, and I have put up with so many things that I definitely shouldn't have just because of that, just for that desire to make things work, both as a player and as a GM. And it's it's true what you said. No game is better than a bad game. And I know it's it's difficult. It's a very difficult thing to learn as a player because... As players of RPGs, you are unfortunately interested in a hobby that requires other people to participate in. And so you have to rely on other people not being shitty in order to make it work. All my other games and projects are involved with people I know I can get along with. So have you learned your lesson here? Oh, hell, heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. I, I, I had another... I had another character or person ask, hey, do you want another character? And I told him, I was like, you make me change any aspect of my world down to a blade of grass to accommodate you, I will beat you. I've known this guy since I was like 14, so, you know, it was fun. But I, he was like, Haha, I'm serious. I'm, I've played games with him before, so I know he's good, but I'm, I'm not backing down on my world building anymore. <sighs> that's, that's the worst part about it is the fact that I changed something so massive for this. Well, I mean, it's good that you you've learned something from it. Barkley, what did you learn from the experience? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? Uh, it's I'm still not fully over it. It's been. No. It just recently ended. What last week? I say it was it was middle middle of last week. Yeah. yeah. Do you think as a, a player at a table? If Super to bring somebody new and you started seeing red flags, but nobody else did, but you started seeing some red flags, would you speak up or would you stay quiet, letting those flags pile? I'd try to talk to both Anthony and the newer, like and the new player, to work something out. But ultimately, if it's just a problem with me, then I'd try to keep quiet about it. I, I think a lot of us want to avoid the uncomfortable conversations. We don't like having them. So we keep our mouths shut and we suffer these things because we just want to play a game and we hope that playing the game is going to be enough to outweigh all those red flags or to outweigh the weird issues or it doesn't directly affect me as a player so I don't have to worry about it. Or as a GM, I can just mitigate this player and what they're doing everybody else is having fun i'm just going to keep going and hope i can just keep moving along but eventually it all comes to a a, that that critical mass that 
peak where it's all going to come crashing down and usually in a very explosive way. I think the longest break we ever had between games because of this one player was six months, I think. Uh, Six to almost seven. Six to almost seven. And I'm going to sound like a real asshole right now. Mm -hmm. It was like one of those things where I was like, okay, yeah, he hasn't played in a while. Let's just talk to him about it. And boom, tragedy. And we were like, well, shit, what are we supposed to do now? Guess we'll just wait even longer. And we were like, then it kept going, and we were like, dude, yeah, um, yeah, let's play. And then we played, and then we didn't go playing for a month. And then we started doing Discord, and that's when the problems happened. Mm-hmm. And, and that can really throw things off. Ash, you stated your player was fine in voice chat, but didn't really work well in play-by-post. Soup, you guys were in a ta- at a table game in person, and then you had to switch mediums to Discord, and, and that's where you just said things started falling apart more. I'm just I'm just trying to wonder as a GM when you make those changes you do it as a group thing or or if that's how you're playing Ash that that it's a group decision to do that why doesn't your player kind of speak up if that's really going to be an issue and I think Soup your player did speak up but you were very much this is the way this is the new regime and your player just could not conform to it was there another way to try to to solve this or do you guys are you guys both I think you guys both feel you're 100% right in what you did, and there's really no reason to change it or regret it. Do you regret anything about it? Besides, for Soup, for you, besides having him involved, period? I wish it hadn't gotten personal. That's my that's my big thing. I wish it hadn't carried over to our personal lives. Because mm-hmm. uh, we, we even said, hey, since you're having trouble conforming to Discord, I'll run a separate game at the table for you to play it'll be a different campaign and everything but i'll run it or you can run it if you want to dm and it'll be that and he didn't nope no compromise okay and uh ash do you have anything anything you regret about the situation i regret that i couldn't make it work that's was sort of my feeling at the end of it i was pleased that i had reached a a pleasant understanding with this player and i'm happy that i'm still able to play with them via voice I just, I really wanted to make the the text-based adventures work, but for many reasons, it just wasn't. Which, you know, that's the only regret that I have in this particular situation. There's been other, you know, situations where I've had to remove a player where I, you know, got really frustrated. Like the situation with my friend that I said where I had to leave, you know, obviously. Mm -hmm. I had many regrets whenever it came to that one. I wish I had never even done it. But as far as this most recent situation was concerned, it, it was more more than anything, a positive experience, or probably a, about as good of an experience that you could expect when dealing with something like that. Mm-hmm. And moving forward, Ash, when it comes to eating a player, how do you recommend to anybody listening that has a friendly table game or play-by-post game or any kind of game that's amongst friends? Tell those people listening, how do you recommend to eat a player? Tell me, how. what are your, your big takeaways on it? How should they do it? Just be upfront. If you're the GM, I would recommend you being the person to do it. Even if, you know, if it's something that the whole party is kind of on board with, you can get everybody involved. But as the GM, you're you're the leader of the table, more or less. It's your responsibility to mitigate and, 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 and or mediate these kinds of issues. So I think it should be the GM who actually has the conversation 
if you can have everybody be involved, make sure that it's made very clear that it's not a personal thing. Even if it is a personal thing, try to downplay that a little bit, you know, be professional, treat it kind of like you're at work or something like that. And just make it very clear that you feel like this is in the best interest of everybody of we could continue this. We could continue doing something that is clearly not allowing us to have fun, or we can go our separate ways and you can find something that's good for you. And we can, you know, we can figure something out that works for us. And Soup, as a person who's producing a podcast, how to other people that may be thinking about starting a podcast, they think, oh, I, I got a group of people. We're going to play. We're going to record our games. We're going to release it. We're going to have a podcast. What are the big takeaways for those people when it comes to removing a player? My big thing, know them well. You know, know them very well. This player, I had known him my whole life. I had never played D&D with him. He, uh just kind of made things worse and probably just should never have gotten him involved. Just know them well. You know, I was nervous. I was nervous about Barkley. He worked out. I'm glad I did, but (laughs) know them well. In parentheses for now, he's worked out for now. This worked out. This worked out pretty (laughs) well for now. Okay. And, and Barkley as a player, how would you want a table to tell you goodbye? If it was a problem with the whole table, I'd like them all to talk to me. But ultimately, just if the DM, if the DM just would send me a text and be like, "Hey, I'd prefer if you were gone," I, that that'd probably be the best, that'd be the easiest. So, if you just got a random text one day from a GM on a game you're playing and says, "Hey, I I I I think it's best if you leave the game," you would be cool, no problem, or you're the most chill person I know. <laughs> I know. That's incredibly chill. I'd ask for the reasons, but Okay. If as long as as long as it was decent reasons, it wasn't just like, yeah, I think your haircut's stupid. I don't want you here. I'd I'd go. If if everyone had agreed on it, I'd 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 disappear. Okay. All right. So if they said, "Hey, Barkley, you know, you're a great guy cuz you sound like you're a great guy, but we just don't like your play style." You're, you just don't want to murder hobo with the rest of us. You're too much of a moral compass. We want you to go. You would, would you try to say like, no, no, I can get my murder hobo on. I'd, I'd try one time, see how everyone thought about it, see how I thought about the play style. And depending on how that worked out, either take their suggestion and leave or if they, if, they find that how I played then is okay and they want to keep me, then I'd try to stay. I think it's a uh, unfortunate part of gaming, but I think it's a part of gaming that is inevitable. I think most people will see it happen at their table or will be directly involved in it, either from uh, the GM seat or being the player themselves. But I think every table or everybody that sits at a RPG table will see this event in some point of view. I say it's an unfortunate aspect, and I don't know why I say it's an unfortunate aspect, because it's just we're people and we don't always fit together. So it's natural that we would, you know, we would run into these situations and we would just have to be adults and go, yeah, you're just not working with this group, so we're going to ask you to go. And I think 
it's a hard conversation and it makes some people feel really uncomfortable. And we're a hobby that already has a lot of people who have some social, not maladjustment or issue or problem, but we already have a social, we're not well-versed in social nuances. We all have some aspect of the social niceties that we just maybe lack. And I, th I think we think it's an unfortunate and we say it's unfortunate and it makes us uncomfortable because we don't want to hurt somebody's feeling. We know we empathize, we have empathy for them, or we just don't want to be mean or my God, we just want to play a game. And if I do this, it'll crash the whole game and I want to play so bad. So I, th I think we try to avoid it, but I think if we embrace it more and just realize whether we're a player or the GM or another player at the table to just be able to be upfront and respectful and go, this isn't a personal condemnation. This is just, you don't fit with our table. It's not that we don't like you as a person, unless they're doing something that makes you not like them as a person, but it's just, you could tell them, look, you're just not going to fit in. You just don't fit in. Instead of trying to make them fit. I think we could all just be a little more a, adult about it and just recognize that not every table comes together and gels beautifully. I think that's a rare, a very rare instance to occur. I, I really agree about that because my, my OG, you know, group that I played with, almost every time I played with one of my friends, our characters would butt heads about everything. And mm -hmm. We were we we we're still friends, you know. We still hang out, but it's you know we could not play characters that agreed with each other. Mm -hmm. So I I found a pretty good match with my current three. Um, but yeah, just gelling well. Uh, just I've I've been talking to Barkley a second. We kind of agreed what the straw that broke the camel's back was. Mm -hmm. He blamed other people. Okay. That was the that was the kicker. That was the big thing. No, that's that's fair. If if it's a player that is causing problems but never takes ownership of those problems, that's 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 a problem. No. Any any other thoughts, Barkley suit? Before we wrap up. Not many. Yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah. Ash. No, nah, I think this was very thorough. Okay. I think Psychotron really has a, a good. Uh, he's been listening to us, and I think he has a very good point. The reason for the yeet will go a long way for deciding the process of the yeeting, which basically to me boils down to if that player is being incredibly disrespectful and an ass, well, then you really don't need to be as respectful back to them on the yeeting. But if they're decent people and it's just a play style thing and, and everybody's getting along, you can be more respectful in the yeeting. So I think that that is a very good point, and I thank him for bringing that up. And I thank all of you for showing up today on a Saturday afternoon. What would have been the third day of Gen Con? Thank you, Rona. Thank you all for coming and spending some time with me. And thank you, Barkley, for showing up. And maybe we'll have you on another episode where I can pick your brain more, since you're so, so very chill and get along with everyone, it seems. Very true. Very I, true. I try my best to, and I'd love to come back. 
All right. Well, thank you, everybody. And any questions for any of these guys, please feel free to reach out to me and GMs or to Soup or Ash or Barkley. All of us are in the Without a Net server. And I will see you guys all next episode. Thank you. Thank you.